0: Hi, folks. Uh, I'm going to go with some of our usual content warnings, and that is ADHD. Um, Sexual harassment is certainly listed for this week. Um, And I'm pretty sure we're going to be yelling a little bit about uh, the political situation here in the States, because how can we not? Mm. The next thing to mention is we have pets, one of whom is staring at me right now. Yes, Sergey. With his one good eye and his one eye that I'm not sure what it sees and I'm afraid to know. um, As well as other cats and uh, a hound and things like that. And they make noise. Oh yeah. And they make interruptions. Right, Sergey, mister, if I can I will turn off the recording. Let me just move some things around so he can't turn off the recording. (laughs) And then finally, our final um, warning is that we swear. Oh yeah. Quite a bit. Often at Sergey in particular? Just, oh.
1: Yeah, mostly it's Sergi, to yeah. be honest. Very few of the other cats do anything that deserves.
0: Yeah, and is Hound asleep on the Hound on the is, is
1: certainly falling asleep soon, yes. Okay,
0: excellent. So, all that being said, welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 257. I am excited to be able to share with everyone my interview with... The library director of the Longy Music School at uh, Barclay, Mr. J. Colbert. Or I'm sorry, Colbert. Colbert. S- Colbert, yes. Okay. I have to I, I I had to remind myself, and I'm looking at it again, Colbert. Okay. Um sorry Jay. Uh, that was really. that you
1: were trying not to say Colbert. And, yes, yeah. Yes, and, it gives yeah. me
0: every time. It gives me every time. Um and this was taken just before Jay changed jobs. Okay. So like the week before uh Jay was uh closing out his old job or giving notice something like that. We we talked about that. It's so it's a transitional time. I'm really looking forward to how things change in a couple months to a year and touching base with Jay again and we'll get to that in a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Um My productivity has been still kind of stalled, but uh, we're working on refocusing some things at work because the stall is going to take a lot longer than any of us had anticipated, and okay. But by communicating, the timelines are shifting. Because of things out of our control, uh, we're able to manage it. It is so important. When you've said, this is something we want to accomplish in this time period, and it is just not going to happen, instead of blowing sunshine up people's asses or turning it into, what was it? Someone called it a watermelon project. Green on the outside and all red on the inside. Ah, yes. Yes. Um, To communicate early and often if there is risk around missing that date, and as soon as I'm like, there's no way we can deliver in this time frame because of X, Y, and Z, I immediately took that to my manager, and we'll see if things... Uh, if if she works her manager magic while I'm out of town.
1: There you go. Um,
0: and and we'll see because this is the sort of thing that's important to people way above my pay grade. And so I'm just like, I will let people who can deal with it deal with it and I'm not going to get in the way. I'm just going to do Absolutely. my thing. Yeah. Um, but today was sort of a, an off day because I had a whole bunch of things I needed to get done. I got as many of them done as I possibly could. And then my brain was like, you're leaving in three hours. Like when you sign off in three hours, you're done. You're, you're offline for the next five days. Not permanently leaving. Not permanently leaving. No, going to Pittsburgh for uh, a show. Six days. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be gone for six days. My brain can turn off work now. And I'm like, but I have to work. And my brain was like, nope, nope, we're done now. Um, (laughs) Had a great one-on-one with uh, my friend Bill, who we try to have a one-on-one every week. It doesn't always work out. Uh, this is the guy, to, Bill Moeller, who was I think a year one guest, you know, um, who came over to Elastic after leaving uh, the comp- the f- prior company we both worked for, and that's been you know good for both of us. So uh, we're having a good time, uh, you know, and that's that's my you know that's my week in a nutshell everything else is just like packing making sure my pers- i have all my pills for the that we had to do and you know i had to make some phone calls to make sure i was going to get have enough pills to get through the next week or two um the usual hellscape of american healthcare, care oh, yeah. and so all that is covered i'm mostly packed it's just dependent on the laundry which is done so we should be you know, as as far as it goes, I'm just about good to go, except for recording this and getting it all set up to launch while we are uh, in the wilds of Pittsburgh setting up for Anthrocon. Yep. Which Thursday morning, uh, Eastern time, about the time this goes live, is exactly what we'll be doing.
1: Yes, indeed. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> if we can get done, incidentally, before like 3.30 or so... Mm-hmm. Uh we have an invite from uh, uh entomologist friend to get a behind the scenes tour of of her workplace and see the cool bug where uh, they keep all the secret cool bugs.
0: Ooh. So here's the important thing then is this is going to be dependent on some things. This is yes. where timeline planning like uh uh I don't I have to wait in line for a badge this year. Yes. Um so while I'm waiting in line for a badge after you've done all your stuff, you can wait in line to unload. Yeah yeah um, which unfortunately means you know driving in Pittsburgh I'm very sorry
1: okay sir uh, sir yeah
0: um, but you know uh, since it's just you and me setting up the table and you don't have an art show this this year
1: well I do actually have to shut up, set up Liz's art show. But
0: yes that can happen Friday morning
1: yeah that's that's fine I can set it up whenever
0: yeah so, so that's that's fine yeah so it is very important for us to be at least available around 330. I'm, I'm, I'm down.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm i excited by the, the prospect.
0: Uh, yeah. So, hey, there's that. Um, how has your week, your weeks off been going?
1: Well, I, I took it to heart and I'd taken the sort of vacation week and then I was like, I have a couple of days basically until Anthrocon. Right. I was like, okay, no, I am going to take the time off until after Anthrocon, and then I will come back and be, like, totally whatever. And also, it, like, if I had had nothing going on, mm-hmm. I would have felt guilty. But I've been, like, just jammed to the gills with uh, podcasts yeah. and interviews and Zoom calls. you busy. Yeah, it, it's like, I, I am not getting to the evening and having the guilt of you did not work today
0: right, right because
1: i'm i'm doing a a lot of of that kind of prep and uh and then friday happened with the the row being struck down i was mm-hmm. like yeah okay i'm just uh i am taking a bottle of wine and a video game and we'll uh we'll see when i emerge Yes, and uh, and I mean I've been working on the the one comic thing I've been playing with. Uh, we went to a protest Monday. We did, uh, which was great. And I wore my uh, f- um, feminism is the radical notion that women are people. Yes, t-shirt. Yeah, uh, and just uh, There's a link uh, to that. <laughs> and I feel a little going was very positive because it's so isolating uh just the the crushing despair is isolating and being there with so many people of so many different ages you know very you know angry young people and sort of uh, grim aging hippies going got through this once can get through this again yeah uh, kind of thing it's uh it it makes me feel less alone, so it was it was good. Uh, and then today was you know prep for prep stuff. for yes. So uh yeah, and I'm I'm starting to get the guilt itch of have not worked. <laughs> so uh, uh, I would have had it sooner if not for the you know crushing despair thing. So yes, I uh, will end and so. all of the interviews.
0: And all of the interviews, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Like I think I've had four. Uh, it's it's at been least a Hour long calls, possibly. You know, and uh, which uh, which doesn't sound like a lot when I say it like that, but you know, you're you're. Right. A lot Of times they're recording it. Well, like uh, 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 mo- most of them, they're recording, and a couple of them they're recording video. And
0: uh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: So I'm having to do my contour makeup for the zoom call beforehand and <laughs> uh you know doing the okay how exactly can I angle this to minimize all the pudge under my chin kind of thing and uh and spending some time in the garden yes so yeah it's uh i will i will definitely be getting back to work when we get back i am feeling the the itch but uh it has been good to to have the time off sort of without the guilt particularly given that uh i don't actually have a deadline until you know november so
0: yeah no it's it's really it's, it's...
1: rare that i get that long a stretch right and uh, so
0: yeah yeah uh and I like i i i well, and
1: also I did edits for a book in there, yeah and, but and, you know yeah, and, okay, and chapter breaks and wrote some author notes, and yeah okay, there was some some stuff in,
0: there. yeah, but not not your usual I must sit down and write so many words today to yeah. get to the next yeah i
1: i i I gave myself the time off from the I mm-hmm. require a thousand words a day or the system will collapse because the system won't collapse this time, and uh yeah. And I hope I go in refreshed and energized. I, you know, if nothing else, I had fun playing with my weird little comet.
0: And that's that's really the important part. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, and we all do different things through charge. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, wow, I, I really have not much else to say. Uh, we be, should
1: go to the interview. We
0: should go to the interview, because if I don't go to the interview, I'm going to start... A political rant, and that's not yeah, what this is well, for. Yeah, so we, we to the have interview. yeah to the interview. So um Jay Colbert, music librarian, archivist, um digital garden tender. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that, and a really great guy to talk to. I had a blast, and I hope y'all enjoy it as much as I do, which you'll get to do right after this. Hi, folks. I am excited to be here today with Jay, who was one of the really cool people I met in the Building a Second Brain course, just like Kristen, who was on last week. At least according to the schedule as it stands right now, Kristen, who was on last week, who knows by the time it actually goes live that much being said hi jay how you doing and can you introduce yourself a hell of a lot better than i just did (laughs)
2: sure uh i'm doing great because the weather is nice out and Uh, i love it when it's sunshiny i'm pretty gothy and so you wouldn't expect that from me right right when there's like flowers and sunshine it makes me very happy (laughs) you
0: you go you go from from mopey goth to happy goth and you know i i remember Well, now I'm just sort of metal goth. It just works for me. Yeah,
2: yeah. um, Yeah. Anyway, um, so my my name is Jay Colbert. Mm -hmm. Uh, My pronouns are he, him. And uh, by the time this episode comes out, uh, I will be the library director for the uh, Baccalaure Library at the Longy School of Music of Bard College. Um, wow! yeah, moving up in the world, right? Um, I am also on the, uh, editorial board for the homosaurus, uh, which is an international LGBTQ plus whatever, you know, uh, international, uh, linked data vocabulary. Oh,
1: um, nice!
2: yeah. So if you are a member, like someone in a cultural institution and in you're describing objects feel mm-hmm. free to use it or also like use it for your own collections um if you want to suggest a term please do we we love that kind of
0: thing I'm definitely going to be looking it up to expand my own vocabulary and how I refer to things when I'm doing episodes so mm-hmm. yes
2: awesome. yeah we I recently was responsible for putting uh slash fandom terms into it so because That's of me awesome. the, the omegaverse and oh. Kirk slash Spock are going to, <laughs> among other things, and like hentai and yaoi and furries and Yiff and all that stuff is going to be in the homosaurus.
0: All, You're welcome. All my friends who are writers on AO3 or who are furries or furry authors or, yeah, all those things, they're going to be so excited to hear about yes. that. Yes, yes. You
2: know. And um, I am also one of the hosts of uh, the podcast Library Punk. Uh, which is um, we are three leftist library workers. And we talk about things like um, digital humanities and Mm -hmm. radical political economy and um, having uh, talking about um, how we can better support sex workers as both library employees and patrons and their information needs. Um, We talk about um, information services for incarcerated People, uh, stuff like that. Um, We had uh, Jake Flores on of Why You Mad and Pod Damn America to talk about like trolling people on Twitter and um, like book banning and uh, this sort of wave of like the Jordan (laughs) Petersonites and whatnot. That was a really fun, uh, really fun episode. And we just had the Seriously Wrong people on to uh, talk about library socialism nice Mm -hmm. yeah uh, anytime we get like big people on i'm like how do we do that
0: i oh no (laughs) i just i i look at i sometimes i look at my own my own back episodes and i go how how did that happen (laughs) right right how is this my life yeah um yeah but yeah, so if
2: you are a person and you maybe do anything, like, leftist uh, related to information or you're curious to see, um, you know, how, like, talk about how libraries can better serve your information needs, like, reach mm-hmm. out to me, see if you can get you on. We're going right to have on Kristen here. on, actually, to talk about oh, awesome. scrapbooking as, like, yeah. uh, information organization and management. Yeah,
0: yeah, and you and I are talking about having me on at some point, so yeah. Oh, yes, obviously, Yeah. <laughs> Well, you have a lot going on,
2: yeah, too much which
0: which leads right to the and this doesn't even cover uh hobbies or the fact that you know you you have that cat that is not using the cat tree behind you um who needs attention and all that sort of thing um, with all that going on, how do you keep yourself organized?
2: Well, that is an excellent question um, <laughs> because that is something that has been in flux mm-hmm. for a long time uh I only learned that i had adhd in 2020 okay yeah yeah i'm one of those people where the pandemic broke all of the the systems to the point where it actually forced the the need for a diagnosis out where before things were working kind of okay
0: not great but i was gonna say yeah un- unlike my wife who'd we who we'd been urging to get a diagnosis for like a year well longer mm-hmm. than a year um, but it was like, they gave her the paperwork to fill out. And then she when never you did set, it. And
2: that's the diagnosis. Right, right.
0: <laughs> well, at that, when she sat down with the doctor and, and the doctor would ask her a question and she would start to answer, and then it would be five minutes later. And she was talking about the horrors of, um, giraffe mating and the doctor would write down significant, you know, clinically significant on the pad. Um, yeah.
2: Yep. That'll do
0: it. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and so before then it was just sort of seat of my pants, yeah. get it done, the adrenaline kicks in at the last minute, and I sort of like become possessed and write out a paper the night before it's due. Right. right. Like that's how I got through college. And um I've actually been experimenting with a lot of like personal knowledge management and mm-hmm. task management stuff, like since maybe my senior year of college, like how the hell do I do anything like that's when I discovered like, you know, getting things done and mm-hmm. it bit too complicated for me, but yeah. the like, base framework I mm-hmm. generally like, but tagging everything in like the context. No. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Makes me nuts.
2: <laughs> Makes me nuts. Yep. Um, so right now, um, I also, you know, I recently did the building a second brain Right. and I'm, I, I try to be very careful about that not actually being project management or task management. Right. Those are part of personal knowledge management. Um, you know, we did talk about like, and this is how you put things in your task manager or this is how you make a project. But I tried not to fall into this is solely for productivity and doing things.
0: I have um, to say that is one of the things about building a second brain is it's like, no, just put everything in there and then sort it. And yeah. then, don't worry about having to remember it because that's what the search engine is for. Yep. Right? Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um so the way that I've been like organizing and keeping everything together, so I um, just implemented the like building mm-hmm. a second brain para right. system, which I'm liking more than I thought. I'm one of those people I hate folders. Um, because I get obsessed with like, but wait, what folder do I put things in? How many subfolders? Right. Yeah, 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 what's happening? Yeah um but i have the... to keep
0: keep myself I, I i'm constantly stopping myself do i need five more folders deep no no yeah. stop stop. <laughs> yeah. it has
2: to be so specific right um and i know you do like uh are you a sysadmin? you do software dev
0: um i have recently transitioned from being much more of a a pure system administrator to okay. a site reliability engineer which means i do system administration but Mm. now i've got a whole there's a whole other engineering component where instead of using other people's tools Mm. i'm writing the tools that both my team and other teams will be using
2: gotcha so you know like you know repository bootstrapping and structure for projects and stuff i have such a hard time with that um because before i I'm about to become a mm-hmm. library director. I'm a metadata Uh-oh. librarian and I do okay. some code. Mm-hmm. Where I'm not a coder. I have an English degree, but
0: uh, that's what I was going for before I dropped out and fell into technology. So, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah.
2: You kind of fall into things. Um, and as far as like task management and whatnot, uh, I, you know, I'm sure other people with ADHD are going to relate to this. Um, A system will work for a little while, either because of the new shiny adrenaline rush or just it's what's fitting with your brain and your workflow. Mm -hmm. And then something will happen where something either doesn't fit in that or a sea change happens and it stops working for you.
0: Very common. Very Very common. common. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
2: And, um, what I've learned is that that doesn't mean that the system's bad or that I'm not doing it right. I just need to figure out what like the pain points are mm-hmm. and adjust from there. Um, I got an ADHD coach
0: oh, last nice! Year. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I had to make a lot of room in my budget for that. <laughs> um, but it, yeah. it's been worth it. And he's helped me figure out, okay, my system's not working. What do mm-hmm. I need to change oh my god i can't break this project down like i know what needs to happen but i can't mm. break it down or what to do help me do right. that so i wouldn't say i stick to any particular system or framework mm-hmm. for like strictly for organizing or getting things done um i like um i recently got that binto app
0: oh god i haven't used that in years but yeah yeah, yeah i know the one well ones. no the new one Okay. That came
2: out, Um where it's like a little app on your iPhone. I don't know if it's on yeah, Android yeah, yeah. yet, but basically you make a little bento box with like the like three things, and it's like oh. the, the thing that takes like ninety plus minutes, the thing that takes forty five minutes, and the thing that takes fifteen minutes, and that doesn't have to be all you do that day, but as a way to chunk up tasks, mm-hmm. and then it lets you pick like, are you going to do the eat the frog method, which I mm-hmm. actually. I know a lot of ADHD people hate the eat the frog because yep. you're not getting the dopamine, but I love it because if I don't do it right away, it's not going <laughs> to get done. Uh, I just yeah. have to be like, fuck. Okay. Let me fucking do this thing. Cause it's often not that I don't like the thing I have to do. I've just been like, ah, how do I do it? And then the anxiety happens. Right. Um, there's the, like you do the medium, large, small, or the mm-hmm. small, medium, large. I yeah. like that a lot. Um, and this, I did learn from, so I'm not a software developer, but Mm -hmm. I learned from the software development space. Right. Um, and I have, I know that there are issues with it and I don't necessarily know or think it's a great framework for actually doing software development in its Mm -hmm. full application. But the idea of like agile sprint.
0: Yeah, no. There's... Stuff.
2: Like, I, I hear a lot of criticisms of actually using that in software development, but the idea of chunking of, like, I'm going to chunk things down, take two weeks for this. Okay, done. Two weeks for this. Okay, done. That has helped me so much because I have no idea how long things take.
0: <laughs> so, so the reason a lot of the software development people are so down on it is because a process that was supposed to be flexible was then taken by the corporate people and made Mm -hmm. into this terrible thing. If you go back to the original manifesto, um, which um, the guy who wrote pragmatic programming lives near here. And I see him at a a trade show every year. Right. And the first year he keynoted and he said, my biggest regret is with the agile manifesto is no one treats it like it itself is agile. It is open Mm -hmm. source and it is agile and is supposed to be adaptable. It is not carved in stone. That's the biggest complaint I have with all of those implementations. I think Agile, brilliant idea. I think when done right, that means that it's flexible, it's adaptable. And that time box to keep that loop small, really good. Yeah.
2: I found like if if you are listening to this and you have ADHD Mm -hmm. and you also have no idea how long things take, um, like try sort of doing like, okay, two-week chunk. Mm Mm-hmm. If it takes less than that, great. If it takes more than that, make sure you realize that a little bit ahead of time so you can update it. But it's nice to sort of have a chunk. Otherwise, it's nebulous. Not now.
0: Yeah, right? yeah. Now I'm trying to remember. Um, yeah, there's a there's a not IFPP. There's a a template that uses and I've I've referred to it in the past. And so why can't I remember it now? Well, because I can't remember it now. But um, <laughs> It's basically a a, a planner sheet, right? And you can buy it in pads, but it has little blocks. And so if you use like a a Pomodoro, where it's like, okay, 25 minutes, but you fill in the block and you fill in the block and you fill in the block as, and then you literally can see how long it takes to do something. And next time you need to do it, you'll know, okay, that's going to take an hour and a half. That's actually going to take multiple days. That's going to, you know. But, have, but having that short cycle also, you know, it gives you a little more flexibility if you've got, you know, okay, here are the three things I want to get done in the two weeks. You're not trying to get it all done in one day or something like that. Yeah.
2: Right. And like, well, in my current, like at the time mm-hmm. of recording, my current right. role, um, I'm the metadata and discovery strategy librarian at, at the University of New Hampshire. And I'm also faculty and because i'm faculty i basically set my own schedule i i don't have like a 9 to 5 mm-hmm. daily tasks it's a lot of like kind of vague nebulous project kind of things like i'm not the one creating the metadata most right, of right, the right. time i'm sort of writing best practices or weighing in on things and we're we're in a matrix model structure where we have like teams right like programs and whatnot instead of divisions or departments Mm -hmm. um because we're a small library and um if you work in a library you quickly realize like it is impossible to separate like technical services from public services because everything's so interlinked right um and so there's all of these projects Mm -hmm. and all of these things to do at Every single level at like the library level where I am a relevant leader of right. a giant like strategic initiative all the way down to, oh, hey, I'm wanting to do this own project for myself. And no one fucking gives you deadlines. No, <laughs> no, no one gives you deadlines. Um, and everything is the same priority level.
0: I was gonna say no one gives you deadlines until they say, so is that ready today?
2: Yep. <laughs> yep. Hey, why haven't you given this to me yet?
0: Yeah, um, yeah.
2: And so if there is like a small thing, oh, right, that's due today, things just get pushed back forever. Mm-hmm. So sometimes just going, no, I'm going to focus on this primarily for two weeks. I will do my like, oh, email, maybe check in on things in the afternoons. Yeah, yeah. This is the main thing I'm working on for two weeks and nothing else because then it gets done faster and therefore everything gets done faster.
0: Yeah, on the on the so I am a Scrum, I, I am a certified uh, Scrum Master with yes. that implementation of Agile. And one of the things that is talked about is that you should be able, like, you should negotiate. You negotiate with your stakeholders. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. The worst, the worst experiences I've had trying to do it were when we would negotiate out things with the stakeholders and say, "This is what we're going to get done in our two-week period," yep. and then two days later, they'd come back and say, "Oh, by the way, we need X, Y, and Z." <laughs> and yeah. i would say great what of a b c d e and f can we drop and they'd be like oh you can't drop any of those you already agreed to get them done i'm like yeah. you're adding work so yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: yeah my issue so there are um so you know mm-hmm. in my current current at time of recording position um the like Patron facing catalog yeah, that yeah. you interact with. Um, that's called a in an academic library most of the time, that's called a discovery layer mm-hmm. um, because it's what the library owns, plus like any right. like the subscription stuff. Mm-hmm. And I am the person who like configures that and okay. maintains it, including like the colors and the fun features I can add. So both like right. the UX mm-hmm. d- you know stuff as well as okay configuring it and whatnot. And I try to do monthly updates and tweaking things and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And how do you do that stakeholder input and stuff when literally every single person who uses the library in that university is a stakeholder? Right? Um
0: yeah, it can, it can yeah. be tricky, but you you yeah. you know that's you're talking. You're probably talking. I would you know a student yeah. leader, at least somebody else on the faculty. You yeah. know, yeah. It's like mm-hmm. who stakeholders? Can we balance it so we get some representation on there? Because yeah. if, if you just cowboy it, pardon the <laughs> phrasing, then it's just going to be like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're not going to make anyone happy.
2: <laughs> yeah, like right now, I uh, I try to get like at least I give. People in the library like a couple mm-hmm. weeks for feedback. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But you know, the rate at which people give feedback is very mm-hmm. low, right? right? And then so you get squeaky wheels. Hmm. And are they actually representative?
0: And you you don't know unless you're like, well, tough. You you seem <laughs> to be in the minority, and then you have fifteen people or a hundred people showing yeah. up with the same complaint. It's like, oh, it's so hard. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So that sort of at least like how I organize um, mm-hmm. projects and tasks and keeping everything um, together. It has gotten a lot easier since taking building a second brain. Like yes. again, I do not want to conflate knowledge management with task and project management. I, yeah, but having mm-hmm. my like, No, my library, if you will. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) My little library uh, closer (laughs) together. Um, It frees up a lot of like mental space. Mm -hmm. And also it makes it easier like to get in the mindset of, okay, I'm organizing this. Right. And that sort of just translates really nicely into task and project. Yeah, exactly. Like it gets you in a good like Mm -hmm. mindset, I guess, for it.
0: Yeah, I have that nasty habit of I'll be taking a note and I'm like, oh I need to remember something, so I'll add a to do to it. Mm-hmm. And then like suddenly the thing that should have just been a notebook of notes is now a notebook of to-dos. It's mm-hmm. the to-do list. And it's like, okay, got it. That's that's something I'm trying to get myself out of.
2: That's one reason I kind of had to stop using like org mode in Emacs.
0: Yeah, it's too easy.
2: It's too easy. Yeah. That's what it's made for. Yeah. <laughs> Um, which you know, shout out to Org Mode and Oh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, love it's... you. You know, um, I I still love doing like literate like programming and stuff. It's
0: oh, so fun. oh, I it's so I fun. never so used fun. it for programming. It was always for what was just that conglomeration of to do and notes. Mm-hmm. That now I've uh basically in the last two weeks, because that's the kind of person I am, I realized that going through the course Evernote was not doing it for me. Yeah. Right. And so I actually, I found this new app called note plan. Mm. It's not exactly new. It's Mac only. Um, But it does it all in Markdown. It it has taken a lot of the, you know, okay, it's really easy to set up a template for daily note, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But it, it, it's much more around the idea that, okay, here's my daily note and that's where my to dos go. There's where my agenda goes. And then I can have all the other notes in another mm-hmm. in another folder so i literally have a second brain folder in there and then because it's all Markdown, down you can just point obsidian at it and treat it as an obsidian vault and suddenly you have like all the power of both and it's just yeah like, oh yeah
2: yeah i've thought about getting joplin uh for that yeah because um joplin does a Markdown, yeah so as far as like actually organizing the things that i have Mm -hmm. um that you know are related to how i do everything um i i'm a person who's been interested in like note taking and Mm -hmm. whatnot for you know since like my senior year of college where i wasn't ever a devotee yeah and then it like just stopped working for me and i tried trello in grad school Mm -hmm. and it worked really well for like writing my thesis and applying for jobs and like seeing that step by step by step where it's like both like tasks i have to do but Mm -hmm. in a larger thing and then my first like professional job that didn't work for me anymore right and then i was i couldn't really find anything the two years (laughs) i worked at utah um and then when i started in new hampshire uh i tried evernote again and was like wait Mm -hmm. what the fuck you have to pay for this (laughs) Oh Yeah,
0: and what did you do to all of the great functions I had? I was so mad. Right? Yeah.
2: Uh, And then I was like, well, is there something that's like a combo of, like, Todoist and Trello? And then I found Notion. And I'm sorry, Notion devotees, I hate Notion so much. Uh, If we're talking about the, like, three kinds of Mm note-taking styles, uh, I I am the farthest away from Architect you could get. It's it's so overly complicated T- to me. I could spend years figuring out how to build the databases and shit in there. Like if you love that mm-hmm. fine. uh, n- not for moi. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I tried finding more. That's actually when I first found like Tiago's mm-hmm. stuff and like, I tried to para everything, but like didn't understand it. And, um, I, yeah, and then I got interested in, like, the whole, like, digital garden like mm-hmm. thinking zettelkasten scene, uh, and I kind of haven't left that as, like, the main thing I'm sort of interested in, in, like, the way that I think and, like, my more, like, intellectually stimulating and creative right. notes. I actually, I, I went back into the stable arms of Evernote, and it is now a filing cabinet because it's so easy to capture things. Yeah. That's the thing I like about it, is I can just, like, capture anything I want. I have Para set up in it, mm-hmm. but I'm really not doing much note-taking in there. It's just an, a nice file cabinet. And then any, any sort of more, like, intellectual notes that I do are... Mm-hmm. I actually uh, use Logseq now. I haven't have seen
0: it. Yeah, I haven't yeah, tried it yet.
2: I was, uh, I was doing, like, strict... Emacs org mode um mm-hmm. I, I was using the doom uh configuration i, I, was, I like, was a
0: space max person yeah oh so, yeah person.
2: yeah we gotta fight now okay. uh, <laughs> with our space bars um <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know space max was also too complicated for me um but uh so that's what i do i have like kind of basic i think it's the library like i'm a librarian in evernote mm-hmm. and then i'm a garden in log Seek. okay and that's Makes what sense. I that's what I do, yeah. Um, and I try to be strict about like the thing I like about Evernote is it doesn't let me do a bunch of subfolders. I can do a stack with folders in it, and that's the deepest level I can go.
0: It yeah, doesn't I, let
2: me go further.
0: <laughs> I have to control myself because if I'm not yeah. careful, I'll be like, okay, this is a project with a bunch of sub projects. No, 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 stop. No, no, no. Yeah, Take all of those and move them. They're all individual mini projects. Do not treat mm-hmm. them as, as you know, and then, yeah, no, I had to. During the course, as we were talking about para and everybody who's listening at home, you've been hearing a lot about para the last several weeks, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but um what I thought I understood and what it, it turned out to be were, you know, kind of different.
2: Very different. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with uh, that.
0: Still love it. Yes. Um, Still glad I, you know, and what I like about the course is it gives you all of these frameworks and <clears throat> then doesn't dictate like so many other systems. Like getting things done is very opinionated about yeah. what to do and how to do it. Um, God, Franklin Covey, also very opinionated. Right. Franklin Covey also very opinionated and set up for, I want to say, 1940s, 1950s offices <laughs> where, you know, it worked great when I was in a more traditional office setting before the entire, you know, digital revolution happened. Mm mm-hmm. um, and then Lifehacker came along and I discovered everything else.
2: I, yeah, I discovered Lifehacker as an undergrad and it like helped me so fucking much. Yes. Um, yeah. But, um,
0: now, yeah. And so, this is before they were bought out.
2: Yeah. Before they yeah. were bought out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 haven't looked much since. Um, but yeah, so I've, I'm liking para. I tried to do my best to like learn it the way it was taught, yes. and make sure I understood that before I really went and made adjustments to it. Um, the first adjustment that I made um, is that I do not call it archive; uh, I call it my attic, right? Because as a informa- like a, a library science person. That is not what archive means. I'm going to yell (laughs) at Tiago and all of you (laughs) software people who call things archives, pointing at all of you. I'm going to be a mean, shushy librarian at you. Do it. An archive is not a place where you dump things when you think you don't need them anymore. An archive is full of trained laborers, whether or not they have a degree, um, who... Like, actually, catalog these things is called processing, and they make finding aids for them and they take <laughs> care of them so that other people can find them. So, uh, what we are calling an archive is not a fucking archive, and not just because it's like, oh no, that's like even like the mindset that it puts you in. I want people to associate archive with these are workers who help preserve things so that other people can yeah. find them. And it's like the history of an institution or a person uh, most of the time. Yeah, so I, I call know. it my attic because that's like, I that's where you put your Christmas tree when you're not using it anymore until there you, you need it.
0: Until you need it. Yeah. That's right? great. Yeah.
2: Like I can keyword search and things will come up in my attic. I'm not getting rid of them, but like I'm not, cataloging them i'm right. not tagging them i'm not making sure the like folder structure or anything in there is good it just goes in there
0: mm-hmm. so oh, yeah. that's yeah i i love the feeling though when i take um when i'm done with like yes. uh, so taking nice. taking that project folder for year five and dragging and dropping it into the attic mm-hmm. where it's there if i need it but I'm done with year five and I'm on year six now, so I don't need to keep it there. It's no longer, right. you know? Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, you know, or like
2: your storage unit or whatever you want to call yeah. it. But arc like archives or anything to do with libraries going to get on my little IWW little red songbook book. <laughs> soapbox here for a minute, because that's what the soapboxes were for kids. Right. Um, what is that? Like people are working. Mm hmm to do this for you. Yeah. And it takes training and it's, you know, there's no such thing as unskilled labor, um, but it's like a specialized form of labor. Um, and I want people to start recognizing it because we're underfunded and oh, yeah. um, our labor is exploited to an extreme degree. Um, so little soapbox, stop calling it an archive. <laughs> right on.
0: uh I also have a folder called an idea graveyard, which I love that. Yeah. That's, that's where I put the things that it's like, I thought they were great and maybe I want to look at them again someday. So I'll dig them up if I need to, but
2: it's a good example of what, you know, won't work maybe.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Yeah.
2: And like, you know, I don't know if you want to move on to the next question, but just like, as far, I mean, like maybe we a,
0: sort of blurred the lines because yeah. <laughs> we're talking about systems and habits on how you stay organized, and the two are very tightly related. So, yeah.
2: But like, one thing I find just self-reflective is you would think because I'm a librarian, is specifically I was trained. Like, my focus since grad school has been like cataloging mm-hmm. and classification. Right. It's literally, has been my job to organize and classify things so that other people can find them like that's been like i've not been doing personal knowledge management i've been doing macro knowledge management for like five Mm -hmm. years now Uh, at at like the professional level yeah uh, like post grad school and so you think (laughs) <laughs> i'd be like i'd be one of those people that's just got like manila folders and like a like a labeler like thing in my house and that everything i have would be organized and pristine. no no And my guest room upstairs is still unpacked and i've lived here for three years um yeah, I, yeah no i'm with for myself, I'm so bad at this kind of thing, and have been because I was never taught how to do it, and I didn't realize I had ADHD. Yeah, and so yeah. I never could figure out systems of like why isn't this working for me.
0: I, so but on the flip side, professionally, the systems are imposed on you. Mm-hmm, yes, and and so it's much. I bet it's much easier to deal with those because you know that there's a reason and a place. A da 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 da, and mm-hmm. you have to do it this way. But when you get home, there's also the... I'll be honest. Um, I don't do very many technical projects at home anymore unless I'm really excited about something because I yeah. do that all damn day. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. I. When I get home, I just want to like, watch opera and hang out with my cat.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, you know, play video games and uh, or read a book. Yeah. That yeah. has nothing to do with technology yeah except in you know like it's you know twenty five centuries from now, kind of technology so
2: <laughs> right, right, so that's how I keep mm-hmm. everything together, and why you know I enjoy that little internal tension, you know, I am large, I contain multitudes, yes, of being a librarian who's really <sighs> kind of bad at this kind of thing even like i took the course i'm I, i'm feeling good right now but i'm still in the adrenaline rush stage
0: yeah yeah um <laughs> yeah I, I was going to say you were talking about going back and listening to things did you listen to um uh it was just a couple weeks ago um augusta scarlet oh i haven't yet no i okay. was like
2: looking at like old
0: stuff too. okay well yeah uh, augusta came back augusta's a writer and a librarian an academic oh. librarian hey hey who as i recall also has adhd and so it's there's it's, dozens of us Dozens. Yes. <laughs> i don't know you know well there's a lot of us <laughs> there's there are things i learned about librarians many years ago that we will not get into here um <laughs> not on the air um not on
2: the air on i the know air. exactly what you mean
0: <laughs> um but uh yeah it's um okay fine i can't stop myself uh Ursula was complaining on Twitter about the trope of the naughty librarian in porn movies. It's
2: and not how that wrong. It's not that wrong. <laughs> it's not that wrong.
0: Like um, coming yeah. out of the woodwork, going, "Oh, I, I, goodness, that's a very interesting place to have that piercing." I see. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. okay, so it really is that. That is that is that is a trope for a reason
2: yes it is yeah. it's not all stereotypes no are wrong
0: <laughs> i <laughs> just uh, don't
2: like treat librarians like shit uh especially like public librarians um and you know most librarians are women i am mm. not uh anymore right <laughs> <laughs> um but um uh women who are librarians and are mm-hmm. in public facing roles face some of the highest rates of sexual harassment of any profession in the country.
0: That's some bullshit.
2: Yes, it is. So yeah. Yeah. Enjoy the naughty librarian thing. It's not totally wrong. Don't fucking sexually harass librarians. Though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You should not yeah. do that to
2: anyone, but like, I mean,
0: yeah, no, yeah. Cons- consent is important. Consent yeah. is important. Yeah. 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 <laughs> do you mind if I ask you about a, a couple questions that may be a bit personal? No, okay, then I'm leaving. Right? Yeah, it's that easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. Um, all right. Let's just skip three because I think we already covered it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I know it says, how do you decide what to do first on the questions? I've been asking it more is what does a typical day look like and how do you decide you know where that falls in
2: yeah and uh, again as i'm recording this um Mm -hmm. this will change very drastically by the time this Mm -hmm. comes out i'm gonna have to figure out new workflows and what my (laughs) day-to-day looks like because i'm gonna gonna be in a completely different type of position yeah yeah. um but Mm -hmm. um as a faculty member librarian who doesn't have like, okay, I have to do these records mm-hmm. today or this maintenance today. Um, it's sort of, I I get in, you know, I get on my computer mm-hmm. and I go through my email. I love what Tiago said about email is what other people, like what you have to do for other people. People, yeah, or something like that, where it's kind of like, okay, what do the other people want or need me to do? Mm-hmm. Go through there, um and I try to pick like because I th- in grad school, like I'm not one of these people that's like they didn't tell me how to make a budget or you know, yeah, bathroom yeah. in grad school. I'm not one of those people, but they don't tell you how many fucking meetings you have to go to if you if you're in academia. And how they just like break up your day, and it's you have to do a lot of context switching. They don't tell
0: you that about the corporate world either.
2: Yeah, there's so many like
0: you know, Mm -hmm. context
2: switching moments. So, like looking at the times I have free, and when I do that, I also know it's like it'll you know, take me a little bit to get ramped up Mm -hmm. to where I can actually like focus on something and then have enough time where it's not going to feel like I'm having the. You know that, like, with ADHD, someone, like, shared this, like, little drawing on Twitter or something of, like, the person with, like, flowers growing out of their head and then someone rips them all out? Yes. And as, like, a a metaphor for context switching, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, trying to see in my calendar so that I don't get the flowers ripped out. Like, if I just have an hour, I just look at emails because I can't do anything else, really.
0: Um, I think David Allen, it was either David Allen or um, Covey, Stephen Covey, one or the other of them. Possibly both of them were using the same study, but they reference a study that says that whenever you're interrupted during a task, it takes at least 15 minutes Mm -hmm. to get back into focus. And so when those meetings are the interruption Mm -hmm. you do yeah no i have to plan like i have a a utility that the company really needs to pay for since we're hitting the end of the free plan called clockwise which sits Mm -hmm. there and analyzes your calendar and finds like two hour blocks and blocks them off as focus time for you
2: oh that's good
0: yeah um but yeah because if you don't (laughs) schedule around that then the next thing you know you've got you know two hours worth of work but you're trying to do it in 30 minute increments across and if you and if you can't context switch like that I know I can't I can't um, either. Yeah, it's it's murder. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, I look at my calendar and I see like okay, well, I I know I have Maybe like these are the projects that I think are Mm -hmm. like top of mind or most important, or I think these people will be the most mad at me if I don't (laughs) do this first, like they'll get cranky at me. And I try to see like what I'm working on for those and I try my best (laughs) to be like, Okay, I'm gonna time block here.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I'm kinda bad at it, but I at least try and that counts for something. Yes. On Fridays, I Mm -hmm. work from home you know and we'll see what it's like by the time this comes out but at my current position at time of recording i work from home on fridays and i Mm. like try not to have meetings unless it's like you know the homosaurus where we're international like there's someone from amsterdam on our board so like you know you you can't really be like i don't like have meetings on fridays (laughs)
0: like you know that's the only time I have free, is is, you know, eight to ten PM my time, which just happens to be like, you know, middle of the day for you. Yeah. Um yeah. My, yeah. my team is half European and half um East Coast US. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm very familiar with that challenge of okay, we have somebody in Poland, we have somebody in Spain, we have somebody in England. Um yeah. and someone in I think he's in Denmark. So like the manager's in England, so I don't know if she counts as... I mean, she counts as part of the team, but, you know... So, like, all of our, our meetings happen in the mornings when yeah. we have that overlap, which is great. It's mm-hmm. just that then everybody else who needs our time wants, is on the West Coast. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, stop.
2: Poor West Coast people.
0: Uh, well, it's not that. It's that then suddenly I'm like, I, I actually have to start saying no to meetings after you know because you want to do it at 9 a.m. Next thing I know, it's 3 p.m. I've done nothing but meetings, and you want yep. more. Yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah. Yeah.
2: So I try to like. I mean, I haven't read the Deep Work book, and I wouldn't say that I'm like following that like Cal Newport's.
0: In fairness, neither have I.
2: <laughs> directions, but like I like to call Fridays my deep work mm-hmm. days, where like that's the day where I get to be at home. And Arthur's there and, you know, for emotional support sometimes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I can, like, let myself get into hyper focus. Yes. And then it's, like, 10 hours later. Like, you know, I don't want to encourage, like, working past your work time. That's not what Mm -hmm. I'm saying. But as a faculty person, it is, I'm not saying do this all the time, but it is assumed that, like, oh, some days you're going to work on scholarship a bit. More Mm -hmm. and then some days like you might not work as much during the day because you have like a doctor's appointment or something like your what is work time and personal time i still like to put a boundary between those things but when that happens during the day can be a bit more flexible yeah so i might just like black out on a friday and wake up and i've like written a metadata application profile (laughs) like all day right
0: okay great yeah no I, (laughs) i used to do that regularly before i got into um uh or before my first marriage. Because I could just take Sunday and be like, today is the day I'm going to work on a thing and sit down and start on it and come to, you know, six hours later and it it would compile and there would be three empty beer bottles and the ashtray would be full. And apparently I ate because there's dirty dishes in the sink. I don't remember anything just that the code compiles. Yeah. right and runs yeah. yeah yeah that's
2: like my day yeah. for for that and then on like monday and tuesday mornings i love being able to like again i'm one of those people even if like the first thing i have to do is fucking sucks and i don't want to any inertia that builds mm-hmm. up between me waking up in the morning right and me doing something is going to hinder my ability to focus for the thing so yeah. like if I wake up at six thirty a.m. and I like don't even take a shower, I get Arthur his like food and water, and I get me water and take my medicine. I immediately start working. That from like six thirty to eight thirty a.m. on those days are like my other like deep work, yeah, yeah, times, yeah. And I'm at home during that, and I don't take meetings. Then I don't have teams open. Uh, that's like okay. I'm going to work on uh, this documentation so that I can just yeah. like, focus and write and not worry about people thinking that email is chat and that you're supposed to respond right away.
0: Yeah. I uh, also, um, <laughs> uh, I, I will, I will pour one out for you having to use teams later. And yeah. uh... <laughs> the
2: one thing I am liking about it is it encourages people not to fucking use email, like instant messaging.
0: Well yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we use we use Slack for that and understand that there's a difference between right now or a long discussion in Slack and mm-hmm. email because again global company which means someone in Australia might send something but Europe's offline. We want Europe and you know North America's yeah. you know or South America's opinions then sometimes it's going to take 24 hours for that whole cycle of discussion to even get started. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: So that's sort mm-hmm. of, uh, I, I try to realize that, you know, I can't let inertia build up. And so therefore it's like, okay, I'm going to start work at 6:30 AM, but then I have like at least a two hour chunk of not being interrupted. Mm-hmm. And I'm like in my pajamas and like with tea and my cat while that's happening. And yeah. I'm like, put on some like Brandenburg concertos or like you know <laughs> cuz i can't listen to music with lyrics during it but uh, i tell you if you Brandenburg concertos that'll help you get some shit done i tell you what <laughs>
0: Nothing i was, like a
2: harpsichord to wake you up in the morning <laughs>
0: um the the pure instrumental stuff from Emerson Lake and Palmer i need something a little more oh intense, hell yeah you know
2: oh god Get a, like, fucking Leslie cabinet and a, Mm -hmm. um...
0: Yeah. Yes.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah Get a Hammond organ.
0: Although, I just got... We we just watched The Northman last weekend. How was
2: that? I haven't seen it yet. It is... That director is from the town, like, next to me, by the way. It is. Black Phillip's, like, in my backyard.
0: It's... (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. No, it is as grim and dark as The Witch, but it's so... It is so Norwegian.
2: Yeah, and it's like, O.G. Hamlet.
0: It really is?
2: Well, no, literally, it's what the story is. That's what Hamlet's based
0: on. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, then, literally, yes. it's O.G. They, Hamlet. And <laughs> they did an amazing production with it. Uh, the yeah. acting was incredible, oh. uh, but the soundtrack.
2: Oh, yeah. Is... I love the one from the the Vavitch, where it yes. goes like full Liggety there at the beginning.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, and uh, and you know that uh, you're familiar with Black Phillip and how he that goat actually broke his ribs during the filming, right? Yeah,
2: no, that goat was an asshole.
0: Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And anybody, any, anytime somebody says, Oh, goats are so sweet. I'm like most of them. Um, yeah, no, uh, actually I, it took a bit to get into, but I love that movie. I, I like the Norseman more. Yeah. Um, I
2: know that one's not an A24 one. So he has like a, he had a huge budget for it. I mean, he got Bjork. So
0: yeah. um, um, have you ever been to Iceland?
2: No, I haven't, but I have a few friends who have.
0: Yeah, they actually have a liquor that is completely different. It is not related to, called Bjork. Nice. Um, and my my feeling on it was that uh, there was not enough Bjork, the artist, in that movie, and you can never have too much.
2: I love Bjork, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, flip side, if you're talking about Bjork, the liquor, there is no such thing as too little um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's. I mean, if you like birch liqueur, it's right up there, but no, my no. body
2: wash has birch in it, it smells real nice.
0: Yeah, it, it, it
2: smells <laughs> great. Gonna say, it's gonna like my body wash, yeah, kind of, yeah, um,
0: <laughs> yeah, but oh, yeah, no, love, uh, love York since, since I think I first saw her, um, MTV Music Awards in the Swan Dress. I oh,
2: think. yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good ass dress. Yeah. yeah I uh she was that a McQueen? I'm not sure. I can't I'm remember. Like, I'm like a fashion you know, a gay fashion person too.
0: I no, so. <laughs> I just I just remember it's like that is that is wicked. That's so good. That, that is, is yeah. 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 Yeah, she's great. Shout I, out if you're listening. Yeah. yeah. but actually go to Iceland <laughs> because you will see all of the places they filmed the Northmen. We're like, nice. Oh yeah, I think we've been there and I think we've been there. And yeah. <laughs> Oh, we didn't get to go to the volcano though. Um, Yeah, Yeah,
2: the most fun like other foreign country I've been to is New Zealand. I went to the South Island a few years ago.
0: We haven't been able to get to New Zealand yet. We're supposed to go in 2020.
2: Great. Yeah. It's
0: yeah. I went in twenty eighteen. (laughs) Lovely. And then after you finish your work, what do you what do you do with yourself? So in
2: my like free time (laughs) uh well, I, I love, uh, I love opera. I'm a, I'm a, you know, a, a gay opera queen, you know, particularly fond of Wagner as the saying goes. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I don't even really like Wagner that much, but that was, there was like this, um,
0: mm-hmm. test
2: back in like the late 19th century to like, see if you were homosexual or something. And one of them is like, <laughs> are you particularly fond of Wagner or something? Um, because all the, all the little gays love, love them some opera Well, uh, and still do.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> like I went to an opera last night for the first time since February 29th, 2020.
0: Yeah, okay. was um, one of the
2: last things I did for fun before I, the pandemic. I
0: was going to say, the, the last concert I had been to before the pandemic was at the venue I was at last night. It was my first time being at that venue in those two years, so yeah. it just felt so good. I'd been to other shows since last mm-hmm. summer, but not yeah. that particular venue, and it was like coming home. It felt really weird.
2: Yeah. And great at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. I've been to a couple of like shows. Like, uh, Mm -hmm. um, I've seen, I went to go see Orville Peck, which was really fun. Okay. I was like the only person flagging, though. They literally (laughs) sold Hankies there. And I'm like, (laughs) no one else was flagging. I was really mad. I'm like, what kind of like gay we're at a gay cowboy show guys come on (laughs) come on i was i was i was being a little cranky about it Uh, i saw rufus wainwright which was nice
0: oh yeah he's a lot of fun
2: i love rufus um he was hilarious (laughs) and he's gonna do another tour here coming up of just like solo
0: oh nice stuff yeah Yeah. with
2: just him at the piano he's gonna do the art teacher so i gotta go see it and like cry and have a religious experience about it you know
0: meanwhile i'm sure as you notice my my tastes tend to be a little heavier
2: oh i like some i'm not necessarily like a heavy metal uh person i'm like i you know again whitman i'm mm-hmm. large i contain multitudes um yeah. i also went to go see like boy harsher
0: i don't know uh, them uh-oh
2: they're a uh dark wave ooh band it's like what if the movie lost highway by david lynch okay was a band (laughs) because that movie is one of their like because they also uh, are filmmakers okay which is like and is like one of their main inspirations and they're just um like synthesizers and and whatnot like they're a dark wave like electronic band and they sing as as well yeah um it was a kick-ass show and like the venue like their the opener was twin tribes and they sounded like the cure kind of um and it was like gothy and shit and i used to go to the goth club all the time in salt lake and um also one of my friends from undergrad uh used to be one of the djs for subculture shock in charlottesville yeah also would do like we would go to fucking umlaut In Charlottesville, (laughs) and my friend, they would do guest sets there. They're still doing Subculture Shock now, just um, like streaming. Uh, Yeah,
0: I'm I'm really the the one I would go mm -hmm. to when I was significantly younger. um, Mm -hmm. There was a place called the Fallout Shelter in downtown Raleigh. It was literally a fallout shelter converted into a nightclub. And
2: (laughs) no, I've been to Asheville. Okay, yeah,
0: yeah, no, uh, Asheville's where my kid goes to school. Yeah, Um,
2: I I went to go see. I forget which band I saw in Asheville. But, yeah. anyway.
0: uh, but uh But um, they closed down. Now they are mm. possibly one of the the second most popular gay bars called Flex. Um, what a name, right? Perfect name yeah. for yeah. Um, but the other one is Legends that ha- that had until the pandemic at least two. And I'm going to put this in air quote straight nights, which were <laughs> which were goth nights. Hell right. yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that was where I was. Yeah.
2: Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I saw Nick Cave and uh, Warren Ellis, which, you know, he's been doing his like spoken word, let's talk about nature shit here for a few years now. But then, like, him and Warren would do fucking Hand of God and have like red strobe lights going. Yeah. I, yeah and I know. like screaming. And like, I'm it was so, so good.
0: Torn on Warren, though. Really? really. Yeah, there was the whole thing just before the pandemic. You
2: mean the comic book person and not the violinist? Oh,
0: you're talking about the violinist. Okay, thank God. Yeah, no, they, there's oh, okay. two different yeah, Warren Ellis's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, you one have of to them, be clear. Yeah, one of, yeah, them, one of, one of them was a terrible bad
2: Seeds and yes. plays like violin and shit yeah. and looks like a wizard.
0: Okay, yes, yes. Okay, that one you have to. I'm sorry, I live yeah. mostly the good in one. <laughs> yeah, I live mostly in the literary world.
2: Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I um because Warren Ellis the comic book person he was one of the ones doing like the castlevania show right he's the one who fucking fucking love that it's so good so i was really upset (laughs)
0: yeah no yeah he wrote all four seasons it's amazing so good it's 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 like lovecraft you have to take and realize that yes Mm -hmm. yes the author was terrible and yeah there's actually well lovecraft there's a lot of terrible things in the lovecraft too because he was a horrible racist, but you take the creation and then you have to work on that divorce between the actual mm-hmm. creator, and it's like,
2: oh, yeah. But that so. explains
0: a couple things in Transmet, and it explains you,
2: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, uh, no, like Nick Cave and where else they've done like mm-hmm. uh film scores,
0: yeah, 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 yeah,
2: together and stuff, but they finally released like an album and not just a film score. Um, and they did it like during the, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really interesting
0: yeah so, yeah well i was seeing mongolian heavy metal last night oh nice so yeah the, cool. the who and then um <laughs> the, not, not that the who not that the who it's actually not that, the, the, who. The, who. the who i who. yeah I, I i can't get the yeah. same intonation they can um and then my god in november one of my bucket list bands is coming the, yeah the who was one of my bucket list bands took care of that um but the other one is Bloodywood, which is okay. uh, heavy is Indian heavy metal. Oh, that sounds cool. And uh, and they are really big on the equality and nice. uh, anti racism and anti discrimination, and it's so good. Um, nice. Plus, they're funny. Um, so, well, we we've diverged enough there into the free time discussion. Other than you know, tea and cats and.
2: An opera, and, and, I opera like the movie, yeah. and I like movies.
0: Yeah, movies a lot. Are good. Yeah.
2: Um, big uh, David Lynch person. I like horror movies. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, the, uh-huh. did you see? Oh God, what was the one I watched recently? One I I love the Conjuring series. My wife hates it. Um,
2: I've only seen the the first two, and I've seen Annabelle. Um, I I really like the the first two.
0: Um, uh, the nun is the one to watch in my book,
2: is it okay? because
0: that's the backstory of the demon of this, yeah, yeah, um the third one's okay. I'm waiting to see some of the other spin offs um I've seen every single thing in the conjuring universe, yeah so, yeah, um yeah,
2: yeah, I was actually on um the horror Vanguard podcast, oh wow, back in yeah. November talking about the empty man <laughs> because i'm uh I practice Tibetan Buddhism, okay. And so I was, like, talking about it through, like, the lens of uh, Buddhist philosophy, because I took Mm -hmm. a Buddhist philosophy course in college before I, you know, became a Buddhist. Um, Because the first 20 minutes of that movie is in fucking
0: Bhutan. And I will will say, there is... um, Have you... We were in Tibet in 2019.
2: Oh, my God.
0: And there is just this whole thing of... Uh, like it is so fascinating to see, because you can plainly see how it developed, how it came out of the mm-hmm. bone religion. How
2: yes, you bone, know about bone,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, how bone and Tibetan Buddhism sort of merged and diverged at the same time. Um, yeah, we I'm went. A, we went uh, to uh, both. We went to so many Buddhist temples, but we've also uh, but we also got to visit a couple of still open bone temples. Nice. So yeah,
2: yeah. I'm in the um, the the Ningma. Okay, lineage, and uh, mm-hmm. we do a lot of soak chin. Okay, so yeah, so a lot of that more stripped down. We're not the we're not the Gaelic piz that like the Dalai Lama is. He's not the pope of Buddhism. No, I promise. No. <laughs> people uh, think he is. He's not. <laughs>
0: Technically, he's the king of not the king, but the ruler of Tibet,
2: and but, yeah. the the head of a specific lineage, but um, not. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
0: hold on. This is the Yellow Hat. This is the the founders of the Yellow Hat sect. I believe that's what they called. It's the Yellow Hat sect. Um, yeah, and the the mm-hmm.
2: the gay the, the Gaelic Paz, yeah. um, is the new translation of the the text, whereas the the Nyingma and the Kagyu, I believe, are. Definitely, Nyingma, but yeah. or, like original,
0: and it, Not, it is yeah. it is something to be sen- standing there and go and to see though the texts oh, in God. a temple and <sighs> them to say yes, and these were the the, the these were transcribed in two thousand BC, and you're going. Bah. You know how how do they preserve them? Well, here's how they did the ink, and here's the you know I'm like okay.
2: I would love amazing. to learn about their like organization systems for the
0: it mm, text. It's,
2: the only like oh sorry go ahead.
0: It's a giant room with boxes. Okay. And labeled boxes. It's incredible. Yeah, the, I yeah.
2: um I'm I'm pretty good friends with the copyright librarian at Harvard. Mm-hmm. And um they did a like they had a bunch of uh, Buddhist monks come mm-hmm. and like donate texts to the harvard library yeah and we're doing and they were doing like mandal- uh, mandalas and everything mm-hmm. and you know you assume that like all of those texts are in the the public domain and ignoring the fact that some are protected and can only be yeah. revealed from teacher to student um otherwise it's like obviously this public domain except one monk went oh no i wrote this in a previous rebirth <laughs> okay. and so kyle kyle courtney's the copyright mm-hmm. librarian had to go oh because he's also Buddhist, actually, right? Right. And so we had to go. Do I have your permission to put this yeah. online? Then, and the monk went, "Yeah, <laughs> okay." <laughs> but like, well, how does copyright law uh, work uh, right. in a system yeah. with like rebirths and stuff?
0: Interesting. I I, love I, it. <laughs> I can ask my uh, uh, my friend who currently he works as a trademark lawyer for the uh, um, uh, uh, National Baseball League. So oh. yeah. Um, but he's he's been involved in copyright things. I'll have to okay. Hold on. Ask Will. <laughs> um, copyright and reincarnation. Yeah. <laughs>
2: or rebirth, because in Buddhism it's not reincarnation. That's true. Slight,
0: slight difference.
1: Yes.
2: Because <laughs> there is no self.
0: Yeah. I don't There's, know. you know. <laughs> sorry i get i get hung up often uh with the the uh indian <laughs> traditions and uh some of the hindu interpretations. oh yeah i love yeah. The,
2: the hindu stuff yeah it's so beautiful
0: um wow we have veered sorry no 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 i i take full responsibility because i get interested in a topic and i'm like okay let's dig in and then you're excited mm-hmm. about it so i'm excited about it and uh, and all that um yeah all right, are you ready for the fun questions oh yeah all right um, starting with what is the best advice you have been given and, or also the best advice you would give somebody else is, is this specifically
2: related to like productivity and knowledge management or just it in is general,
0: just whatever, however you want to apply it. Okay. Okay. Arthur, what do and you think? Don't do? worry, we'll edit the gap out. Or we won't, because I'm talking now.
2: <laughs> yeah, Arthur's got a straw wrapper on his tail. And he's oh, about it. well,
0: yeah. He's going to play with it, I
2: think. Um, I guess... If we're talking about just, like... Advice that's, like... Just gotten me through stuff... Let me get uh-huh. that for you, bub. Oh, it had like, it was like from off of where they put a sticker on it.
0: Oh,
2: on so the it's, cuff, yeah. And it was stuck on his tail. Got it, bub. <laughs> um, so my dad, and this is going to be like very basic advice. And I actually have quibbles with it, but mm-hmm. you know, like I said, me and my dad are kind of Uh, anti authoritarian, rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I can't code switch. And he's always told me, like, if, if people have a problem with you, like, fuck them. Like, that's their problem, not yours. If people don't like you for who you are, then, like, like, don't change for, for people. Which, you know, is not always the best advice if you're, like, in a workplace. Um, you well, know, yeah. especially, especially I'm like queer and, and trans and I can't always just be like, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> cause you know, I work in academia, right. um, you know, I'm bad at it, but you know, um, and like that was kind of reflected in, I got, I, I think it was one of Ren's mentor sessions where the, uh, if I'm too much, go find less.
0: Yes um i i rin is on my i have asked and i've not heard back from rin yet about being on the show so yeah um
2: -hmm. if i'm too much go find less it's like a a fucking mantra for me now And i need to sit down with my mala and do 108 if i'm too much go find less if i'm too much go find less (laughs) like yeah yeah um because i'm always feeling like i'm too much um And I'm always like, but there are legitimate things I should probably tone down. Blah, 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 blah. If I'm too much, go find less. Yep. Um, again, that might not apply in a work setting all the time. You yeah. Know, you 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 need to know when to actually, you know, capitalism like self censorship can be real to the extent that sometimes you have to censor yourself in a capitalist society in your workplace in order to make money to live to yes and stuff yes. So, um. So there's that. And then there's also, you know, it's not like an a quippy line or anything, mm-hmm. but just, you know, if a system stops working for you, like, that's okay. Yeah. Just, you know, it doesn't mean you're looking for the new shiny, or it doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong, or, or whatever. It just, for whatever reason, it's not working for you anymore. Try and see if you can figure out where those, like, pain points mm-hmm. are. And then make or find the thing that, that works for you. Yeah. You're not being flaky. You're not doing the thing where you're new shiny, jumping around and being indecisive. It's just the thing that doesn't work. You know, the thing that was working for you doesn't. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Find the next thing.
0: Yeah. The, one of the, the toughest things, I think, for several people I know who have had ADHD, to stop internalizing. Is mm-hmm. that whole judgment of yes. well obviously it's your fault the system isn't working mm-hmm. and
2: you're just doing the new shiny thing
0: or you're uh, obviously you're doing the system wrong, and it's you know uh, the it, it isn't that the system doesn't work for you, it's just if you tried harder or if you 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 know continued to to push through and do it the right way, obviously it's you that's the problem, not the system. And you that just need is to get so more wrong. obsessed
2: with the system than you right. already are because right. it's setting it up as fun as hell.
0: Right, right. <laughs> you know, but that, that whole thing that, well, obviously my system is perfect and if it isn't working for you, then the problem isn't the system. Mm-hmm. And that that whole thing is bullshit. Yeah. Right. So, And, like,
2: that is one thing in, like, in, in BASB, it's like, mm-hmm. I do like the encouragement to like, mm-hmm. don't just switch a tool or something because, oh, oh no, I need to get this new one or, oh, right, this one's right. better, but also do realize when something's not working for you mm-hmm. and realize when you need to change or adjust and that's okay and don't let people new shiny shame
0: you or something. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for the sad but often easy question? Yes. How do you deal with failure and or missing a goal?
2: Um, that's something I'm working on mm-hmm. a lot, um, both with my ADHD coach, mm-hmm. um, and also in therapy. You know, I do go to a, a therapist. Um, I'm not going to be one of those people that's like everyone should go to therapy, um, because there are different kinds of therapy, and yeah. if you just go to talk therapy, uh, if you have any kind of trauma? Talk therapy can often make you worse. Yeah, yeah, especially cognitive behavioral therapy. It yeah. is not good if you have any kind of PTSD. By the yeah. way, most uh, of the time.
0: And a good generalize. therapist will say, and a good therapist will say, stop. Let me refer <laughs> you to someone who specializes yep. in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So, you mm-hmm. know, just caveat: I'm not going to be one of those people. But um, I, it's very easy for me to fall into the. If I had just tried harder, if I hadn't procrastinated, um, yada, yada, yada. And I'm, you know, it's funny. I'm a, I'm a Buddhist and I try to have compassion for all <laughs> sentient beings. And I'm often like very forgiving and like, oh, you know, this person is having a rough time or yeah, yeah. even if I'm not forgiving or excusing someone like, oh, I can see why mm-hmm. you're doing this. And then I often don't do that to myself. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to, you know, a good example is like, you know, when there's an email sitting in your inbox and you know, you're supposed to respond to it or you're supposed to get back to somebody or whatever. And it's been a bit since, you know, you were supposed to, Yeah. But you know, if you respond, they're going to get mad at you. And so you keep not doing it. Because if you respond, they're going to get mad at you, and it just is longer and longer and longer, and it's a long time for some, you know, Mm -hmm. that kind, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. I, you know, one of the things, like, obviously, like, you know, I even get annoyed when people do that to me. It's Mm -hmm. like, hey, I was supposed to hear back from you, but, you know, there's, I also, it's like, when I do it, or even when other people do it to me, it's like, if you work in academia at all, no one's on time for anything. (laughs) right <laughs> ever you um, half of the emails are sorry for the delay yada mm-hmm. yada yada here's this book chapter that was a week late right
1: yeah, you know, yeah
2: or hey can we push um this project back a week or what whatever like that's very standard in academia um and so i don't know why we're shaming each other all the time mm-hmm. for being late on projects when Everything is always in such a constant state of flux yeah, yeah. that no one's ever on time for anything.
0: <laughs> and so
2: I always have to tell myself, it's not just me. Right. You know, like, and maybe this is good advice for other people. If you are missing a deadline or failing at something, remind yourself that you're not the only person who's done this. Probably your boss has done it. Probably your colleagues have done it. And are you like beating them down? For having done it are you seeing their like mm-hmm. do if you're in academia do your colleagues who have tenure have they done it like
0: yeah realize
2: that you making this one mistake i have to re- me making one mistake doesn't mean my career's over or that i'm a bad librarian or a bad employee or something
0: yeah 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 <laughs> unless it's turning in your library books on time at which point you you know
2: I, I'm very uh, anti fines. Um, Yay! Yeah, yeah. No, fuck, fuck fines. They just are a tool to keep poor people from using the library, as well as requiring proof, proof of an address.
0: Mm-hmm. I like little free libraries. Do you like? No, no, because they no, just
2: a lot of a lot of librarians are very against those because they're um, encouraging the idea that libraries are something with just books that exist and not the librarians oh okay things there and the idea that like oh they're there and you can like do a little book swap or whatever like little book swaps are fine but then they're like very self-righteous and they only show up in like suburban middle class white neighborhoods
0: yeah yeah okay and
2: then also uh like you know people are very cops about them like they accuse Mm. black people of stealing things out of them
0: which is totally not the point, but okay, yeah, I hear you on that one, yeah.
2: Yeah, like, fine with, like, book swaps and stuff, but mm-hmm. you'll notice a theme of, like, a lot of things where it's, like, uh, encouraging this idea that libraries are just books that exist and happen and you can right. get things and not there are librarians who are have expertise and uh, who need to get paid.
0: And I guess it, it is, there is there is that sort of attitude, and if you don't learn, if you haven't, been exposed outside of the library that you went to as a child god
2: every fucking library conference keynote of an author being like oh my kid like library and the librarian changed my life and showed me magic
0: yeah it's so fucking annoying whereas whereas i i believe uh like anytime we see librarians with that sort of thing we're like you're doing god's work
1: We know how
0: hard you're working, especially if you're a children's librarian, because you have to deal with all kinds of crazy shit. They study,
2: like, childhood psychology in grad school.
0: Yeah. 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 They should also be studying, uh, like, adult psychology, because (laughs) nine times out of ten, most of the complaints we hear about books are not from the kids who read them. The kids love them. It's from the parents who don't think it's appropriate, or who think it's, you know, this, that, or the other. And it's just like, Yeah.
2: No, having, um, like, autonomy and, like, Mm -hmm. Uh Oh, God, I forget what it's called. But like, if a child is like, Oh, I'm gonna, you know, I brought my kid here to, um you know, get a library card. And if you're a librarian listening, be like, yeah. tell the parent, I've got this and make the parent go away while you sign the kid up for their library card and help them pick out some books
0: and stuff for yeah. their, their
2: first time getting to do that, don't mm-hmm. let the parent be a part of that. Let the right. kid have their privacy and their autonomy with
0: that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Flip side of the failure question. the happy but often difficult for people. Mm-hmm. Do you celebrate your successes? And if so, how?
2: I. I've, that was something my ADHD coach yeah. uh like Mm -hmm. tried with with me um and i found that with if i'm setting the like reward Mm -hmm. for myself it's actually not that motivating because i can always do the oh i know i tried hard yeah i'm gonna go fucking do this anyway Mm -hmm. um whereas externally As long as it doesn't feel like a punishment if I don't do it. Right. And that to me, that's probably more of a like, not ADHD related thing. But
0: um,
2: (laughs) uh, we are no longer together, but my ex, I used to like be like, hey, would you be willing to like have a come up with a reward? For me if I finish writing this documentation at the end of the week yeah. or something. Uh, and it could be small, like, hey, take me to the candy store to get... I don't even like candy, but I fucking love Swedish fish.
0: So, Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: because they're not too sweet. They're perfect. And they got that uh, nice
0: texture. Yeah,
2: yeah. or like, I, um, I've i be- Because of my breakup, it was one of those Mm -hmm. things that, like, really threw off my rhythm and schedule. Yeah. And so, I I had been really good about cleaning my house every Sunday, and that's been a bit harder. But I told myself, if I don't, like, clean before the end of April, I don't get to buy tickets to go see that opera in
0: May. So, I guess you cleaned. (laughs) I
2: did. (laughs) Because I wanted to go see that fucking opera. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, that's yeah so that yeah. that one actually worked um but if it's like oh you know i don't get to watch a movie this weekend unless i eh, no. just watch a movie right. so i i try to celebrate like on monday mm-hmm. you know at time of recording when i sign the documents to officially accept the job i've done it over email but i haven't
0: yeah yeah, yeah signed
2: yeah. seal delivered i'm gonna buy some moe shandong like oh there uh, you go yeah champagne on my way home
0: do some do some real celebration there yeah from work yeah i'm gonna buy
2: champagne and uh yeah yeah gonna be good um (laughs) that's a one way i love to celebrate is i just love champagne yeah no (laughs) i'm a champagne anarchist i have to i have
0: to be very careful with champagne because i like it too much you know what i'm saying yeah yeah
2: yeah and i don't have someone to like share a bottle with now so arthur can't have any
0: no not really (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Mine is, and I've reached the point. I don't know about you, but I've reached a point where it's like, if I want something, I I have the point where I can just go get it. So why should I yeah, deny myself? That's the good thing about yeah. being
2: a, an adult. Yeah. So. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's like the reward as like a motivating factor. But yeah. regardless, if I do something good, um, I, you know, I'll like put on some like. <sighs> One of my like pump me up songs mm-hmm. is You Should See Me in a Crown by Billy Eilish. When I um when I started my tenure clock, I will no longer mm-hmm. be tenure track in my new position. I am giving up a tenure track unionized Ooh, position.
0: Wow. Yeah.
2: I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I commissioned a friend to make a um an embroidery hoop thing mm-hmm. of uh it's me but it's Oscar Wilde, and it <laughs> says, If you think I'm pretty, you should see me in a crown. As my, like, I'm gonna fucking get tenure kind of right. thing. Or if it's like something that I'm celebrating, if I've done something like kind of out of spite, I'll listen to Head Like a Hole.
0: <laughs> that is such. I love that for its spite. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Bow down before the one you serve, baby. Like, yep. it's a. It, that's another good pump me up God. song.
0: I remember um, when that one came out and we were in the club and it was just like the first time that one landed, like, it just like boom yeah. yeah one time when
2: i was at umlaut and my friend was spinning mm. they put on the mashup of that and call me maybe it's called call me a Whole. have you not heard this? i've not
0: heard this oh, oh my god Oh,
2: I want to do it at karaoke at some point. It's called Call Me a Hole. You can listen to it on YouTube. Oh, I um,
0: am I am writing that down oh, right it's now. So good.
2: If you oh, ever yeah. put like music or something in the episode, like that's the intro music.
0: I have <laughs> to be very careful with that because of copyright, right? So yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah but but uh, yeah. go listen to it, change your life.
0: Oh um, wow. So that's yeah. how I
2: celebrate. Um and it also like it it acts as evidence.
1: Mm-hmm. For
2: when I'm feeling bad or feeling like I can't do something, I can point to, no, I did do that. I have proof that I've done that and that I can do that. My brain telling me that I can't do it and I'll never be able to do it. Like, there's the chance that I won't be able to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be deluded. But the voice in my head that says I can't and I won't, I get to go, no, I have. Yeah. So shut up. (laughs) So.
0: Uh Ursula won't let me use this one anymore, but anytime we would have to do like, you know, oh it's a four block walk or whatever, uh, I would mm-hmm. just look at her and go, look, we walked all however many steps it is to the top of Patala Palace <laughs> as, you know, uh fat white Americans. So I don't wanna hear you can't go three blocks uphill. <laughs> you know, she's like, You can't use that one anymore. Like, okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> but still, but, like yeah.
2: Yeah. Like, that might not necessarily be, like, celebrating, mm-hmm. but it's a good, it does make me feel good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's
2: something that can, like, carry over, and it's not just a one-time mm-hmm. celebration
0: thing. Yeah, do you keep a to-done list of things like that, where you just look back and go, oh, look how awesome I, I if, look how awesome I am, I can keep doing this sort of thing.
2: So, one thing I started doing, because I was your mm-hmm. track, yeah. is anytime I got, like, an email. Mm -hmm. Or something of someone thanking me.
0: Oh, yeah. Or
2: like, um, you know, someone writing a letter about me for like a recommendation letter about me and they sent it to me or getting good feedback Mm -hmm. on something. I had like a little like kudos folder in my email that I would put those in because then when I would write my annual review every year, those... I would point to those. Right. Um, And so now in Evernote, Mm -hmm. I have my little kudos folder where I will clip things. I even like in (laughs) BASB. Yeah. um, And I think it's okay if I say this, I really want to, when the call to apply to be mentors comes out, I'm Mm. going to do it.
0: Oh, awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I really want to. And so, Every single time someone in the chat was like, Oh my God, you should do it. Even, mm-hmm. Especially when I didn't bring it up first. I took mm-hmm. screenshots of
0: it. Oh, there yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It like made me feel really good. Like I doubt mm-hmm. I could like put that on the application, but just to point to it to say, No, I'm not like yeah. out of my mind for thinking this is a good idea for me to do this. I have people saying right now, oh my God, yes, you should. Yeah so oh, nice. I, I like yeah. i do keep like a to to you know like, mm-hmm. to like done but my main thing is i keep like kudos
0: that and whatnot i really need to do that mm-hmm. um
2: yeah take screenshots or like if yeah. you're working on a project
0: mm-hmm.
2: ask the people in the project after like hey would you be willing to maybe i mean this is more in academia where you do have to provide this kind of shit yeah, yeah. um but it's always helpful to like get Maybe, like, a little, like, hey, yeah, it was great working with you on this mm-hmm. project, or this is what you contributed,
0: yeah, whatever, yeah.
2: like, when you when you do things.
0: Um, yeah, because I, I, I have one thing that I worked on last year that is now, like, the foundation of a whole restructure of some of the things we do at work, and... Mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm doing this because it will save me time. It will make my life better. It'll make the rest of the team's life better. And then I'm going to go on to the next thing, not realizing that what I was actually doing was like setting a precedent and building like, Mm -hmm. here's how things, you know, and I didn't really capture that or express it or make a big deal out of it at the time. And so it's like, and I just missed out on a promotion cycle, probably because I didn't have enough examples of that sort of thing. So yeah, I really need to do better about keeping that yeah and
2: even outside of like things like promotions and stuff Mm -hmm. like to bring back like knowledge management like capturing Mm -hmm. those kinds of things not just like capturing oh i'm going to read this and write a thing about it or i'm going to use this for a project like bringing in the this makes me feel good about myself Mm -hmm. and this will help me later when i'm feeling bad about myself
0: yeah um and that's why, uh, for those of you who are listening at home, that's why I found the uh, the mentor sessions to be incredibly valuable.
2: That was like my favorite part. Yeah, um, the Tiago stuff was great. The mentor yeah. stuff was better. Well, that, that was what made it worth the money. To I, be
0: I, I, I'm going to go with, but what what happened is the Tiago stuff is great, but it's very it is sort of Tiago specific. But then mm-hmm. you get to um, Carrie's session, which is. I am a professional with all of these aspects of my life going on. And here's how I have used the framework and re and realigned it to work with me. Uh, You know, her
2: saying that Mm -hmm. like personal knowledge management is like a radical act because you're reclaiming, managing things that other people try to manage for you Mm -hmm. and about you, especially if you are a marginalized person. Yep. Totally like changed my life.
0: Yeah. Just, just watching. Well, um, just, just listening to her, and when you could tell that that when she said her mom was a preacher, I said, "Oh, that explains so much."
2: Yep, you know, <laughs> I was about, like, ah, that's you know, I yeah about yeah. The,
0: about her cadence and about how she spoke when she got passionate, and she's very passionate about these things, and yes. I really appreciate that. I do too. You know, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all of the big questions. Um, Damn. Okay. Yeah. The, the only two things left are, uh, um, is there a charity you'd like people to give money to since we don't need it? Uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. so I live in New Hampshire and there is an abortion fund okay. in New Hampshire called uh, the reproductive freedom fund of New Hampshire. It is a gender neutral abortion Ooh, fund nice. in that, like, it recognizes that not all people who need abortions are women. Um, and it nice. is, as far as I know, like run by queer people. Cause I know I've heard of some of the people mm-hmm. who run it. Um, so donate to that or um, an abortion fund near you or in your state. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, also things like strike funds or other kinds of like local community mutual aid that uh, mm-hmm. is important to you.
0: Yeah. Um, that's um, sort of
2: the spiel I've been giving lately.
0: No. And uh, yeah, Shep. Shepard, who lives down the road from us, um, I guess is technically as, as they put it is our, our, um, uh, my wife's vassal. I don't understand. Sometimes it gets a little weird around here. Um, but, uh, you know, very involved with, uh, the local, uh, with the local movements and, uh, uh, was just doing court support this past week. So yeah, no, mm-hmm. I'm familiar with all of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I will totally tell you all about Shepard after we're done with the call, because everybody who's listening knows already. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But yeah, also a big supporter of the abortion funds, the uh, attacks on the the freedom of choice and the requirements now for forced birth and forced incubation are fucking ridiculous and horrible and i am nothing but against them so mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah
2: yeah and like as a, a trans man mm-hmm. uh trans men already have a hard enough time getting um gynecological yeah, and otherwise yeah. reproductive health care i'm very lucky mm-hmm. um that i have always had a very easy time right especially in utah you oh yeah. I expect that. No. But the University of Utah's like medical center uh like their their uh, teaching college has some of the best like transgender healthcare in the country.
0: I wonder if that's because Brigham Young's down the road and they have to have something to offer the people who aren't going to Brigham Young. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's totally, yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> well, a lot of it is there's Mormons love their plastic surgery because um, they have a lot of kids. Yeah. And so they yeah. already are doing a lot of like breast
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Stuff. Yeah. My mm-hmm. my surgeon, that's her main thing. And she's a fucking wizard at it. No. Like oh, plastic wow. surgeons love you. Yeah. They, yeah. Big supporter of plastic surgery.
0: <laughs> right on. Yeah. Um. Yeah cool yeah all right where if you care to share where yeah. can we find you online
2: sure um so i am on twitter way too much um at underscore mm-hmm. wild at heart but it's wild like oscar Wilde.
0: not a literary <laughs> reference at all
2: it's a david lynch reference <laughs> uh the movie wild at heart it's my favorite david lynch film me and uh, nick cage share a birthday
0: so. ah okay there you go yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, It's also the only David Lynch film that ends happy. (laughs)
1: Uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Um, And um, I also have a website, Mm -hmm. which is sort of like a digital garden kind of space. It's like a little digital scholarship project I'm doing. Um, And that is wild at heart. uh, But there's hyphens in between that. Okay. Yeah. Dot garden. And uh, the link to that is in my uh, Twitter profile.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's funny because it's like, yes, I know you went to the opera last night because when I was checking Twitter from the concert last night, I'm like, oh, I'm not the only one off seeing music. Okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was... So. It was lovely. It was the Opera Champion by uh, Terence Blanchard. Uh, he is the one. first uh, Black composer Ooh. to have work performed at the Metropolitan Opera Ooh. last year. That was the first time they ever
0: uh, it's, did it. Yeah.
2: Um, and this was the Opera Champion about the boxer, uh, Emile Griffith.
0: Oh, nice. It's called, yeah. an,
2: it's Champion and Opera in Jazz. Oh. And so like the, the the singers were doing like, you know, traditional like bel canto, but then would go into like jazz style, like mid-word sometimes.
0: I love jazz. So this is now of immediate interest to me. So Yeah. 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 It
2: like blends the opera and the jazz and it does mm-hmm. some like zingspiely like spoken word stuff as, as well. Uh, it's his first opera, so it is kind of sophomoric. Mm -hmm. I uh, had criticisms of it. They also had to do it concert style because um, I'm assuming some people in the production got COVID and Mm -hmm. they canceled the Wednesday night show. And uh, so orchestra was on stage. uh, Performers were just at the front Mm -hmm. in costume, acting, but concert style. Kind of worked for how the opera is framed, but um, yeah. Yeah. yeah i never thought i would see an opera of like the inc- contained a duet of two men cruising each other and uh explicitly talking about what they wanted to do to each other in beautiful bel canto well and there's like a f- first time for everything i guess i guess <laughs> i was sitting there like Whew, yeah. they're gonna do this at the met in 2023 okay <laughs>
0: I, I will say I am the outlier, by the way, I am the straight white dude who actually really likes musical theater. And, <laughs> you know, I, I dabble around opera, not as intensely as you do. And, you know,
2: I'm a self-proclaimed opera queen. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but like, yeah, I'll be, uh you know, yes, I will be right there with all the queer boys on the dance floor and then you know, like, I'm very sorry. I, I actually, no, I'm actually straight. I apologize. Yeah. So <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. So <sighs> thank you so much. This has been fun. Absolutely. I loved being
2: on, and yeah. I, 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 we need to talk and brainstorm and yeah. get, get you the fuck on library punk. Oh yeah. Um, which I promise is fun, even if you're. I mean, sometimes if you're not a librarian, you'll be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" But um, I feel like the library socialism episode Mm -hmm. with the seriously wrong person was oh i bet would be approachable for non-librarians yeah we also had a um the librarian who wrote i was a stripper librarian on wow yeah
0: yeah 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 Yeah.
2: and then um Mm -hmm. the person who does the queer personals podcast where they look at like the old school like personal ads mm-hmm. in like queer magazines oh god and we talked about that and um we actually read some and like oh would we would we mail this person would we respond to their post <laughs> is it
0: the, is it the back page of the voice in the 90s i don't uh, no. the
2: one we <laughs> looked at was um i forget but that kind of thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah um so. it was it was fun so we do i promise mm-hmm. we do some things um we we did an episode with louisa diaz uh yeah. we talked about the
0: movie party girl oh my god that movie i haven't seen that movie in forever but yes <laughs> that was yeah. the movie i fell in love with parker posey in that movie i mean why uh, wouldn't you yeah she's
2: uh, uh stunning yeah um yeah, no, that and Desk Set. They don't let you get your library degree unless you've watched one of those. <laughs> I
0: don't think I've ever seen Desk Set. So now I have to, uh, Catherine
2: Hepburn.
0: Oh, well, you know, then it's got to be added to the list. Yeah,
2: um, she's a reference librarian, and there's um, a, like, A.I., uh, oh wait, Watson no. Type machine. Yes,
0: I yeah. have seen it. I just didn't realize that was the title. Didn't think that was the title. No, I know exactly the movie you're talking about. It's absolutely brilliant. Yes. Yeah, desk set. Yes. I
2: mean, it's Catherine Hepburn I... as a librarian.
0: What's not to Come love? On. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like done. Yeah. Ten out of ten. No notes. I
0: Love her. <laughs> All right, we should stop now before we drive everybody who's listening crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, thank you so much.
2: Thank you. Yes,
0: and uh, a blast. and last, the people at home, we'll be right back after this. had such a blast talking to Jay. I can't wait to talk to Jay again. And I hope you all go check out Jay's Twitter and Jay's Digital Garden. And I also put Jay's link tree in the show notes. So you'll have access to that as well. And uh, I have so many music links. To look up and put in the show notes this week. It's it's absolutely brilliant. Thank you, Jay. Anytime you want to come back, uh, you know you are absolutely welcome. All right. So we have a word this week. We do. It is an important word. It is. It is a very important word. That word is choice. Oh, yeah. Uh, And aside from all of the political around the the word choice right now, you can also go to productivityalchemy.com and you can type in choice and get our weekly badge for the episode. I feel a little weird using this as, as that sort of a thing, but you know what? I, I mean,
1: it, you asked me what the word of the day should be, and that was the only one I You I know had. what?
0: I, I'm with you. I'm with you. So, yeah, go there, type in choice where it says enter badge code, and you will get a happy little badge specific to this episode. You can find out more about open badges, which is the kind of badges we issue, and what they are, what to do with them, other than say, hey, I have all these cool, shiny badges, uh, at productivityalchemy.com. You can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if you want a bonus badge, I have a limited number of uh, Productivity Alchemy business cards that I'm taking to Anthrocon with me. And there's a badge code on that for the I Met Kevin badge. <laughs> 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 so, um, yeah, uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing everybody there. Okay, what else can we find on ProductivityAlchemy.com?
1: Well, uh, show notes, yes. links to past episodes, mm-hmm. all kinds of good stuff. There's also a link that says support us, and uh, we always say don't give the money to someone else, but no, seriously, I mean it, guys. Uh, this this week, I am sure we have a charity. And, oh, we do. Uh, then... Uh, yeah. What, what is the, the suggestion? What is the guest charity? Uh,
0: the Reproductive Freedom Fund of New Hampshire.
1: All right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that is a good charity. Which is, yes. yes. Uh, um,
0: and you can, you can find that, by the way, at uh, reprofundnh.com, and it is the very first link in the show notes.
1: And uh, if that one does not work for you, there are many, many good local reproductive justice and uh, Mm -hmm. abortion support networks. Find one near you, adopt it, make it your friend, give them money. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, remember, the, the thing to remember at times like this when you are fired up and enraged and feel like your entire body has been hollowed out and filled with porcupine quills uh, that are piled up to a point just below your chin, uh, which may possibly be how I feel, is that uh, it does not do much good to try to start from scratch. Yeah, there are people who've been doing the work for many, many years mm-hmm. and have all of the the have already got the boots on the ground and the the contacts that need see what you can do to help them continue their fight. And if you are doing, if you are fighting, as I assume many of you are for another aspect of making the world better, whatever it is, uh, that is also valuable. Do not abandon what you are doing to go try to start something new. You do it it all Mm -hmm. comes together. It's all tied in Yep, and, uh, give them money and, uh, yeah. yeah,
0: the the other thing that uh, Jay suggested supporting is your local strike funds. There's yes. been a lot of talk of we need to have a general strike, but there's a lot that goes into a general strike. Yeah, like
1: you don't just like say we should have a general strike today because yeah. okay, do you, do workers have food? Do they have childcare? care? Do right. they, uh, uh, you know, do they have what they need to actually be able to strike? Yeah. Because and... it's very easy for me to say there should be a general strike. No one will notice if I do it until Same. Yeah. you know November when my book doesn't come in. So it's. Yeah. It's not like uh, uh mm-hmm. yeah.
0: And uh, and that's the thing, you the strike fund pays for those things and helps the workers who will not be paid any other way.
1: Yes.
0: Um and to, I am, to stay I am up. Yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely that yeah. is that is a very mm-hmm. critical part of the whole uh everything. So, yes. yes.
0: So it's a rough week to be productive. I recognize oh, yeah. that. Uh, I think a lot of us recognize that. It's been a rough two to four years. to six years to be productive. We are persevering. And in the immortal words of Reverend Mord, just remember to um, be safe and remember, you are not alone.
1: And if you could be productive, hey, that's fine too, but you know, whatever. Have some tequila. <laughs>